We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One of the benefits of this occupation, this whatever you want to call it, we do, a love affair, is that we get to run into some really iconic figures through, along the way, Jackson. And when you start thinking about Big Blue, the East, Giants, how do you not think of Blobber? First name come out of your mind, Bob. First thing, one of the first things come out of your mind. Absolutely. You think of a pro's pro and a guy who can, he can never retire. He can never quit. Because he's always going to be there. If I want to know what's going on with Big Blue, that's what I think about. I think about Bob. And he joins us now here on um, Burgundy and Gold today. I know those two words together might make your teeth grind just a little bit, Bob, but we appreciate you doing this with us. Doc, I appreciate always talking to you. You've been uh, an icon for for decades, and every time I talk to you, I learn something. So, uh, Bob Glauber appreciates. Uh, I'm serious, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying so to convince serious. Jackson of that for almost 20 uh, years. Bob, I learned some things when I when I when I talked to Doc too. I, I don't know, you know, <laughs> if I can share all of them, but I, but I do or, or learn a lot of things. I'm with you there. Yeah, and you know what? This rivalry, and I appreciate Doc. I told Doc last night on text, "Hey, listen, man, I retired from the daily grind. If you need a, a current beat writer, I'll hook you up." He goes, "No, no, come on, man. no, man." So uh, I, I I go back to the uh, my first Giants Washington game was 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they, I think they played the first one up at Giants Stadium, but the next one was the the Fizerman game at, at RFK, and it was. Uh, probably the most memorable game I ever covered, and it's certainly the most memorable rivalry I ever covered. It was just it was just filled with such amazing memories, and I'm glad that there's a game that means something in December between these two teams. Yeah, no doubt. And I was I was thinking about that when when Doc said, "Hey, we're getting Bob on this. This is great because he saw it at its best." We had this dip over these last few years where you know it's the NFC least, and you're hearing all these things, but. Uh, I mean, what what do you make of kind of the the resurgence this season? And I don't think anybody predicted it. I mean, especially when this team got off to a bad start here with with Washington was one and four. You know, I don't think anybody thought Brian Dable was going to be able to fix what would ill the Giants in year one. And you know, obviously, still some ways to go to see if both these teams can keep it going. But uh, how do you look at kind of the resurgence of the NFC East this season? I would say of all the divisions in the positive, this is the most unexpected. And, I, and, you know, flip side is that AFC West is, is, you know, the biggest dud that we've seen. But, but on, the, on the positive side, you know, it's just, it's just unexpected that the Giants would be this good this quickly. And now I don't think they're a really good football team. They, they, their roster, they're just not a talented team. They're well coached, but they're not a talented team overall. And, um, you know, Washington has been, uh, you know, listen, it's been a weird year. The, you know, especially at the quarterback position, but it, it all sorts itself out. 
and, and I think a lot of Ron Rivera and, you know, kind of holding the ship together and, and just keeping things together in, in a very, very chaotic atmosphere. Um, so this, this, these two teams are absolutely the, the least expected to have been competitive this year. I think Philly, as good as they've been record-wise, was uh, who, who, expect, who expected that one. You know, Dallas is, is uh, you know, a little bit more consistent. This is what we thought that this team could be. So, I mean, all teams with winning, winning records, everything's alive in December and January, and it's, it's football the way it, it ought to be. I was trying to explain this a little bit to Jack and our audience when we started the show that Philadelphia hates New York. New York hates Philly. We hate Dallas. We all hate Dallas collectively. <laughs> but I don't think Washington hates New York. And I think we've been flat more so throughout the series over several decades than any other against New York. We've laid eggs against New York because we just don't come in with enough vinegar. There's something about this to me I think makes sense, and it's why we get caught. We threw up all over ourselves in 218, I think, here at home against an average Giants team, and we lost. And it happens against the Giants. Maybe there's too much respect, Doc. Maybe you need some hate. You need some like I you think say, so. vinegar. Yeah, I I'm just it. throwing it out there. I, I think it. so. And and I go back to I tell you what, I go back to, you know, when it was the greatest rivalry. To me it was the greatest rivalry in football, uh, in the eighties, when you had Parcells against Gibbs. I mean, I, I don't I don't know that that's going out on the limb too much. Mm-hmm. But there were times when and, and I remember talking to Richard Justice, the, the, the beat writer for the Washington Post for many, many years and and he would just see Gibbs freak out, um, thinking about going against LT, and just his fear, you know. And and Joe was, Joe Joe was like that. He was concerned, you know, and he was a nervous type, and 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 just not that hate. Whereas contrast that with, you know, the body bag stuff of Philadelphia, and Joe hated Buddy Ryan. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's just a little bit too much respect. Um, and, and, but there is. Uh, listen, and Rivera is a very respectful coach, and, and Dable is too. Now Dable's feisty. Dable will get he will get feisty, and um, that's that's the kind of guy he is. So maybe there'll be a little bit more of an edge uh, to this game here. I, I, I hope so. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, you know, I look at Daniel Jones for whatever reason loves playing this team. I mean, even before this year, where you know they've gotten a lot more out of him. I mean, he's had his best games against Washington. It's been hilarious to watch. I mean, he's run around like he's Michael Vick against him at times. Uh, but this year, you know, we've seen more of those kind of performances though, against other teams. What, what do you think Dable has given to him? And, and I, I guess, you know, the big question I have, Bob, is, is it going to be a relationship that lasts beyond this season? Because obviously they don't owe him anything beyond this year. Yeah, yeah that's a weird one. And I, I, and I don't know the final answer, and I don't know that the Giants do know the final answer. I, I will say that I think what Brian Dable has done for Daniel Jones is give him some quarterback consistency. And, you know, the coaching has been very, very solid. Dable's big on fundamentals. Mike Kafka, the, uh, the offensive coordinator, former quarterback, a backup in, in Philadelphia mostly. But, he, you know, he's given him that sense of, he's, you know, he stay within himself. And, and I think Daniel has listened to that. He, he kind of got that a little bit last year. Um, but, you know, there was just so much uncertainty. Uh, you know, changed the offensive coordinators last year. That didn't work. Um, and, 
you know, he's, this guy has had such a, a merry-go-round of coaches over his career, especially since coming out of Duke, that it's it's been tough for him. Um, Washington is, I remember writing a lot of columns like, oh, it's or like a couple of years ago, Barkley and uh, and Jones had big games against Washington. Oh, this is what the Giants saw in these guys. Here's the, here's the formula moving ahead. And like, we're going to see this for years to come. But, but I think there is a ceiling with Daniel Jones. Um, and I, I just don't know that he can get past that. You know, this team really struggles to score 20 points a game. You know, in a league where Same here. it's all there for quarterback. <laughs> yeah, here too. And yeah, well, I, I understand, but you know, at yeah. least you're you're a more entertaining, you know, nineteen, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Sometimes <laughs> or scary. I don't think I know, so. Yeah, I know. Blood pressure. It's feisty, right? Heineke's a feisty, you know, he's just a, he's a gritty guy. You know, his his ceiling is limited too. Sure. But Jones, you know, you don't want to hear that about a number six overall pick. And I just don't know that there is that um, Eli Manning-like performance out of him over a, a longer period of time. And that is going to give them some problems in, ter- in determining what to do. They have the they have the franchise tag. They can use that. Now, they can also use that on Barkley, so you can only pick one. Um, and, and they do have the chance of signing him to a longer-term contract, but I don't know that you're going to want to devote 30 to $40 million a year in a guy who struggles to score three touchdowns a game. So it's, it's, it's a quandary for them, no question. Well, you look at our situation. I hope you're not looking for sympathy. Because I mean, we got a guy no, we're paying twenty eight million. Doc, you think? No. Doc, you, Doc, I'm no Giants fan now. Come on. No, I understand that, but I'm just I saying. Root for him. Before it goes, <laughs> yeah. everybody has to pick a team, pick a side. You mm-hmm. never get to be neutral in our business. And so, push come to shove, we may have a lot of similarities, but in the end, it's going to be who does make the fewest amount of mistakes that end up turning mm-hmm. over into free points because the earned points, we all have a very difficult time obtaining. So we can't afford to have a fumble. You pick up and run it up for a touchdown or you block a kick. I think those are the things that will determine the outcome. Yeah, I, I think that's correct. Um, and it, it often comes out to be that way between these two teams, especially that they're this closely matched. Um, and it's hard to really kind of figure. There's no real trend going on. I guess the trend might be that, you know, the the, the Washington Commanders are coming up and the Giants are, are, are scuffling. You know, they have not played their best football in the last few weeks. So I, I don't know that that carries over week to week, but they're they're kind of finding their level. Um, I think they, they, they overplayed themselves. They outplayed themselves early on. They racked up some wins and surprised some people. But now – you know, now is the nitty gritty. Now is the time. If you play your best football, you're going to go to the playoffs. And if you don't, you're out. And I, I don't know that the Giants know the answer to that because they really haven't been in this position since that one playoff run with Ben McAdoo. And, you know, really since 2011, they went to the Super Bowl and won it. They've been in the playoffs once. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's hard to know. And I think with Washington, they're, they're, they're deep. This is not is not making as you know they're just performing a little bit better than like they're supposed to right with all this talent and the Giants are probably probably outplaying what we could reasonably expect from them. That said, I, I think it's a hell of a matchup 
um, with with two closely matched teams. I, I think it's going to be a rock fight. I don't think it's going to be, you know, 35-33. I think it'll be more like, you know, mm-hmm. 23-21, which, which both teams would probably take as far as this offensive output at this point. No doubt. That would be a big offensive outing for either one of them at this point. <laughs> Explosion. <laughs> a shootout. Yeah, Giants, exactly. Giants win a shootout 23-21. Now, commanders win a shootout 24-20. Now, yeah. Joe Judge, now correct me if I'm wrong, I figured that the, the commanders, well, Washington football at this point when it happened, it was the game last year in week 18 where Joe Judge decided to run that quarterback sneak on like third and forever or whatever it was <laughs> out of his own end zone. Is that the moment where the Giants are like, all right, this is it. We got to go find another coach. Because before that, yep. it seemed like he was going to keep his job. Yeah, that was it. That was the moment. I think he ran two in a row, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> two in a row with Jake Fromm. Yeah, Jake Fromm. <laughs> Jake Fromm. And he just played scared football. I think John Mara looked down from his owner's suite at that point and said, all right, I'm going to have to make a change. Because I don't think they, they did they did not want to make a change. You know, and Joe Judge was a very, if you've been around the guy for a while, very convincing uh, speaker, uh, looks you in the eyes, has a plan. And, you know, I, I think in a different situation, maybe it would have worked out a little bit better. But I think at that point, those were that was like the remember in in seventy nine the Giants or nineteen seventy eight they had a play called the fumble the, the Eagles fans call it the miracle at the Meadowlands yeah. well it was when Larry Zonka fumbled a handoff from Joe Pasarczyk and Herman Edwards runs it back for for a touchdown that was oh, the yeah. low moment for this Giants franchise and I think you know looking back to last year that those those plays were the low moment uh, for for the Giants franchise in the, in the more modern era. And I remember, you know, I remember interviewing a guy wearing a bag over his head that game, sitting in the end zone. I was like, "That's how bad it got." When you have, when you have fans wearing bags like the Inks back in the, you know, back in the day, yeah, you, you got a problem. And and John Mara did clean house, and he did it properly. It was it was sure. the right thing to do. Dave Gettleman, the general manager, had to go, and and, and so did Judge. You feel like there's a real spirit of Big Blue and the return, and how does that? fair when the Jets have come back from the dead? Uh, yeah, I think there's good spirit on on both uh, sides as far as the, you know, the crowd and, and people are into it. it. It's just nice to have. Now, I've been, I've been spoiled covering football as long as I have. You know, you see these ebbs and flows where the teams get good and, and you know, it's, it's a great time. It's rocking. Um, and, and you have that now to some extent, especially with the Jets, um, doing what they've done. And, and Mike White now is the flavor of the week. Big game against the terrible Bears defense. We see what happens against the Vikings and the Bills coming up. But but the Jets and Giants being in playoff contention in December, we're kind of not used to that right now. So it's like, wow, do, do we really get excited? I guess it's okay. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's always more interesting for sure. It's fun, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, hey Bob, great always talking to you. Awesome, brother. Um, love all the work you've done over the years. Uh, I was talking earlier uh, to Doc about uh, you know the the great work and the books and, and all the things and the guts and genius. Uh, one which you know every fan of this franchise and of the Giants franchise should own because of the uh, story of obviously Bill Parcells and. and Obviously, Bill Walsh and the and the, and the great Joe Gibbs. Uh, not that the other two aren't great, but I have to say it that way. So, uh, again, appreciate everything you've done, and uh, thanks for giving us some time today. 
Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate Doc saying, "Hey, don't don't worry about it. You're 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 still in, Bob." <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, you are, brother. Old school. I appreciate the old school um, loyalty. Thank and you. And we're being taken <laughs> over, man, by these babies. So we got to fight as long as our canes will hold up. That's All right, great. man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, appreciate take care. it, Bob Glover. Uh, longtime Newsday. Um, coverage of the Giants, everything NFL, but again, uh, Guts and Genius, cool book. I mean, p- putting in the three coaches, I mean, you think about that era of, you know, Washington, the Giants, and the in the 49ers, they basically took turns on just winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, all right, which one, who's, whose season is it? I can still remember it. Who's going to be the healthiest? The, the three guys are interesting, and we've had a chance to be around all of them, and that's this fascinating part. You know, um, I, you were talking earlier, though, when you, you said the thing was so true about the, the rivalry with New York is not quite what it's used to be. But, man, I just think about like some of the worst moments as a fan of the franchise, like some mm-hmm. of the worst losses that stay with you, most of which were the hands of the Giants Giant. with Parcells. It's just like you had the game, and then you know he makes a kick. they make a kick on Monday night at the last second, yeah. uh, and, and it's a long kick, or it's – the damn halfback option with Dave Meggett. And oh, we think they're <laughs> cheating, and they open up the. There's a door in the Meadowlands yeah. at the top that yeah. controls the wind variable. Yes, and they open that thing, and the kicks our kicks go wide. But sure. Mosley drilled it. Yeah, Mo got through it, and the giant things where I, Van Pelt, the linebackers, Harry Carson, all the yeah. relationships, but no hatred, respect, LT. You better, Van Pelt. Um, you know those linebackers, all of them. And you start to think to yourself, why don't we feel the same way about D.D. Lewis and those guys that you hated? But these guys, it was a respect factor. And and you're right. And the Niners, who we kind of tried to – they were the best because you thought you were tougher because those guys were in shells. Yes, right. We were killing each other doing a Neanderthal thing, both Parcells and Gibbs. Sure. And here Walsh is out there preserving the body. yeah. Practicing fast, and you can ask Brian and you. You and I both we shared Mitchell, so we've heard the Andy Reid stories. It's Andy Reid practice. He's right in between both of yep. them. Yep. You know, so yeah, you can. There's a lot of ways to skin. Well, a you cat. think about it, like for your team, the mm-hmm. biggest win that year prior to the playoffs, obviously, is beating the Giants. Mosley in the snow. You know, Theismann oh. and him embracing. Single, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Winning that game at RFK <laughs> locks Amazing. up the playoff spot and it locks up the division. And then later, you know, they get they get the game in '87, the year before the the Super Bowl team. You know, with with, with the the win up there, they shut out Washington in that game. That was a miserable game. I think you talk about wind and all that other stuff. And Schrader was the quarterback. And then obviously, you know, the next year it's a Super Bowl championship with Doug. But it, you know, there were some really good ones over the years. And I, and I thought that year, the '91 team, that was the get over the hump game, right? When they won oh. a Monday Night Football up there. And Gary, you know, had the drop in the first half. Gary Clark catches that huge touchdown pass in the second half of that game, and it was like all just cooking after that, you know. And it just it was and just again, like there was the one like you know the one thing they had to slay was the Giants. Giant, the drops yeah. that everybody had. We all you got you stumped your toe. It was in New York, and it was like it was just weird. And I I know to this day, guys like Beasley Reese. There are more of those guys. You really consider friends, or you? It's just a different. Although the Eagles relationship, and even Dallas, Dennis Thurman, those guys, Tony Hill, all of them have been on. Where you know it's all right. good. 
but it was just a little different. And I just I wonder when we lost when Kirk that game we lost here to, they were they were out of it. So that was sixteen, right? Oh, was sixteen. That, yeah, sixteen. Yeah, because we won, made the playoffs fifteen. Sixteen yeah. teams that stupid tie came back and bite them in the ass. Yeah. They should have won the game in, in London. But anyway, but yeah, the game they had really nothing. Nothing. They nothing. didn't play hard. That yeah. was McAdoo. They were just kind of like goofing yeah. around. Yeah. They kept Eli in the whole game, but he didn't do anything risky. No. Uh, in that game, it, it was really lifeless. The only person I felt like watching that game like played like. The season was going to end if they didn't win on offense. Was Pierre Garcon, of course, no doubt. He was just pissed off, running through people. I mean, he was he was vicious. He's he's a violent player. Yeah, he, he was. He, he was, was a, a violent, thrill. nasty player. Loved yeah, him, but he, yes, that game was just too freaking casual uh, for a team that had everything on the line. That was awful. And that, you know, it's the one thing that I think if you talk to Coach Gruden about it. That's probably the one that yeah. hurts the most. Seriously, because that gets you it changes equity. everything. Because you're back to back playoff coach then. Yeah, there you, you go. You're, you got equity in the ba- in the fan base and in yeah. the organization. Yeah. A lot of things could have changed here had they been able to. That's gorilla glue, brother. Yeah, and they really had gorilla glue. And it really could have changed for him. And that's why when I go up against Big Blue, and even though, and I know Hope Doctor Taylor, I know he's somewhere out there listening, but he's a Giants fanatic. All of my Giant fans and buddies, but they just have IIQ people. Just think about it. You know, as opposed to your cowboy brethren, I mean, Jesus, it's like going from Jeffro Pugh. I mean, going from Jeffro on the Beverly Hillbillies to going some guy that works on Wall Street. It's just a difference, you know, Clay and then Dr. T. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> and these are your friends coming up. We'll get back to some commander's conversation. Uh, practice should be wrapping up soon. We'll try to hear from some of the coordinators before we get out of here as well. Uh, Jack Del Rio and Scott Turner talking today. Got an interesting number. I was talking about how big these next couple Giants games are. Uh, we'll get to that coming up. It is uh, Burgundy Gold today. Doc, Scott Jackson with the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a burgundy and gold Thursday. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, young uh, Michael, who is going to make, I can't wait for his presentation in today's show. I really can't. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm really, I'm really excited just to finally know what's on his mind, what he thinks. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what are your plans for this weekend? I mean, what do you, your setup as opposed to road games, home games, so I think our listeners would like to get inside your head. <laughs> See, what's so funny? Uh, I got a big game tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow, but Saturday oh, in the okay. 757. Oops. Oops. Uh, Oops galore. The, uh, the Green and Gold are coming across oh. town to play Old Dominion, so Norfolk State ODU. Oh, really? On Saturday night, which is always now, does cool. Polly, does Polly ever come to any of these? Co- I don't know, think he's he allowed a- within certain oh, okay, distances of okay. schools. Uh, oh, from what oh, I understand, God. I'm not really 100% sure on how that works with uh, – 
that anklet. But anyway, I was just wondering. I'm, just, I'm not, you know, I don't know. You'd have to talk to his attorney about that. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah. So I got that. I'll be back here late Saturday at some point and uh, get okay. up and uh, head over, watch the game, and. Um, Mm-hmm. Jump on in half of Fred if Fred shows up, and uh, we'll what do you mean do... if Fred has been so <laughs> well. If, got, if he's not at the part, if he doesn't yeah. have a better thing to do, well, he's going to definitely have to live life. I mean, um, Fred's you know, yeah. usually yeah. I some paid gig or something. But anyway, yeah. no, we'll, we'll do yeah. halftime. We'll do post game. Yeah. So from the studios over yeah. there where they do all the TV shows, so we always do that. Yeah, on the YouTube channel as well. I'm trying to raise funds right now just so I can put together <coughs> Fred Smoot documentary. <laughs> <laughs> well, a reality show is really what you need. No, I don't think we could. You don't think don't, we could do that? You think you could get 17 weeks in with Smoot? Um, I don't know. No. You don't. You don't. Maybe don't do a weekend with him. Might be enough material just to just well, to get through I, that. Yeah, but I just think a documentary would be yeah so interesting to actually go in and actually interview the people that deal with him on a regular basis and these various places that he hangs out in these establishments. I think it'd be very interesting. So, uh, football outsiders um, mm-hmm. has put out their uh, their thing about you know they have these like I was saying earlier about how your odds jump up. Scott Abraham, our friend from ABC Seven, who's a new daddy, new daddy, good job. He's got a boy uh, to go along with his daughter, so that's uh-huh. pretty exciting times for Scott. But he just tweeted this out. He said, according to the football outsiders, the Commanders win. They sweep the Giants over the next three weeks. They're at ninety six percent in the postseason. If you split fifty five, you still got work to do, obviously. If you lose both, you're obviously back to 500, and you're 11%. So needless to say, getting the one out of the way Sunday, as we've been saying over and over again for five, four days, I guess it's been, very important, very important to get that one knocked out. Well, I think it's murderer's row, and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news again. Do it. But the Cleveland Brownies. Yeah, it's interesting. They are, if you think Atlanta was a mirror of your own image, Oh yeah, they wait till you see Ooh. Atlanta's big brother show up. See, so that's why I go people that talk beyond this one game to me have a medical drug card in their wallet or purse. <laughs> because it's just asinine. <laughs> you can't think beyond the next game because the dominoes fall so differently. Although we can think beyond the next game because it's the same team. Well, because <laughs> not but it's two weeks in between yes. and there'll be other people improving. Right. True. And I'm telling you what, the Lions aren't out of this scenario. Yeah, because they have a head to head with you. Yeah. There you go. So you, I do. You're, uh, you're hard to. Out-think. You're right about like if you're peeking ahead, that Browns team you can't do it. Do they it. run the crap out of the football. They're yeah, not, yeah. They and they you know, they, they do what I'd love us yeah, to do. They got Nick Chubb. Too. Yeah, they don't hide it. No, they're yeah. not trying to. They will run you uh, into the ground if they can. Yeah. But yes, this week uh, important. You know, when you brought up the thing about the Giants, and I hadn't really rated them in a while, but I, I'm with you. Well, I would you're busy. E- you got a lot on your plate. I would easily go. You know, Dallas. That never changes. I never. I think they've always been the most hated, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Then it's Philadelphia right now, and this mm-hmm. can also go up and down. But Philly's been. Let's be honest. Philly's been good outside of a few years since Andy Reid. Right? Like they were good every year outside of like one year with Andy Reid, and he got fired, uh, or two years, or whatever it was. Then there was the you know Peterson brought him back pretty quick. I don't ever remember them suck. Had that bad year, team. but yet at the same time this team was holding on for dear life to win that game in twenty twenty uh, with with Nate Sudfeld in the game. Yeah, and their new coach, you know, he hasn't had a losing season yet, and obviously he's only in his second year, but still, you know, so they've been really at a high level. They've run this division more than anyone over the last two decades. After Skip after Kelly, they yeah. got rid of Kelly after Chip Kelly. Yes. That circus act, yes. 
they have been better than oh, I we've forgot been. about him after Randy. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. they've been so they better. Had two sucky years. Although yeah, in the beginning he was good. Well, then he went I mean, off the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah. it was just too stark a change. Yeah. They know who they are. Yeah, that's what I like them. That's what I'm. I've been yeah. disappointed about us until now. We had a personality too. Then some nitwits came in here and started trying to change it, and that was not smart. Now we're getting back to basics, and I love the fact that it's not. People act like they're embarrassed if you have a run first platform. More teams than not right now do because let's uh, like not, as we've discussed over and over. There's not many teams that have good quarterback play. Ooh, okay, how many? How many? Three, four? Yeah, I mean maybe five. Maybe you're being really generous. You wouldn't think there's five. I don't know. And here's the problem: two of the guys who we normally would have on the good list are not good this year. One of which is right. TB twelve. The other one is is Russell Wilson. Well, terrible. And yeah, you would say A Rod has not had the best year, although. Man, Who he made a, take? he made a couple throws Sunday night. I was still like, dude, Is that, it, it's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful to watch him play. You know what? It, Aaron reminds me of music or yeah. an orchestra. Sure, somebody who's really gifted with a cello or a mm-hmm. violin or whatever the instrument may be. No matter how big a jerk he may appear to be, yeah, or is he is simply <laughs> must watch TV. Yeah. I don't miss him. I mean, the guy, if you want to see it done at a high level, you got to see him. The kid in Denver, that was the greatest con job ever done. Him and his staff, they deserve an Oscar. Pete Carroll, man. Oh, man. Pete Carroll and that organization yeah. and John Schneider, they, they, they burned everybody. I mean, they, although, let's be honest, there were signs for a few years that they were warning everybody. Like, yes. Yeah. Not all, it's not all, you know, all happy times here you know, with this guy. No. I mean, R- Richard Sherman's been more than happy to tell you that and some of the other defensive players. But we didn't players. listen. No, we didn't want to listen. No, you didn't want to hear it because you no. liked the guy. You know, he was Chandler. All the bad boys on defense. Yeah, they you like know it. what I loved about the Seahawks? They had an identity. Yeah, you knew who they were. You knew how they operated. They weren't embarrassed. Yeah, they were ground and pound. They were slam you. And I mean, I just loved what they created. But they tried to tell you, man, eh, there's something different. And and they yeah. said, mm-hmm. and I again, I just thought it was the funniest thing in the offseason mm-hmm. that. Hey, we're happy with our quarterbacks, you know, Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think they said Drew Locke's name first. They even, did, they did. Which, which is even You're funnier because right. yeah. uh, he never really was ever in it. I mean, it was always Geno. And Geno's, you know, again, they're not in the picture right now, but they're certainly not out of it. They've been way better. Again, Atlanta and them are supposed to fall through the through the earth this year because they got rid of Matt Ryan and um, and obviously uh, Russell Wilson, and, and it's been quite the opposite for both of them. So I've been, uh, again, I've been impressed with the uh, – with what you've seen from uh, Seattle, even if they don't make it, to, to hang in there the way they have. Here's a footnote for you, those of you that really like the idea of pro football. What happens going on in Denver right now happens a lot of places. It's not publicized on the level that it is in Denver. Their defense is fantastic. Yeah. And they're being hamstrung. Now, we're not far from this now. We're just winning. Let me just do a Sheehan for a moment and go, let's just suppose that we lost three of these last four that we've won. Oof. This place would be breathing fire in Ashburn, at Ashburn. Because, see, you can't afford to waste a great defensive effort. It's hard to get those big those those hippopotamus yeah. going for you, and we got it. If you blow this, and that's why the DT went after 
his own quarterback or win. And that's why a little dust up mm-hmm. in Denver. Yeah. Man, it's hard to stop people. It's hard to outplay your offense in more snaps. No doubt. I mean, it's just too much. I mean, you're on the field. That's why, look, it's, it doesn't always look sexy. No. <laughs> but oh. you know what? It, it wins. And it, and it usually travels, and, it, and, and certainly late in the year, it, it, is, it, it tends to outweigh, you know, whipping around the field. Unless, of course, you have a Patrick Mahomes or an Allen or one of these guys, right? Or last year, Burrow, who got sacked 900 times in the playoffs and still somehow willed his team into the – into the Super Bowl. It's you, but it's rare. Those guys are rare. If you were to go to the district and go to his home and place a wager right now, and I know Buffalo's hot and I love watching them, yep. I'm taking the Bengals. This kid they have yeah. and their team <clears throat> is being disrespected a little bit. And I'm telling you, now I'm getting these frog muscles because when you're when you have a pass rusher that's out with a knee, you're done. If you think you're going to be able to get a guy to bend and do all the things that they were doing in in Buffalo with an older guy with a knee, you have bought into the propaganda. Don't buy into it. I'm telling you right now. I'm betting. I'm changing everything based on the injury deal because the quarterback is showing me right now that he got a little bit more John Elway in him than he has Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning survived. I like Elway a lot. Mm -hmm. He got wrecked, and he was reckless. At times, yeah. Okay, we'll see. All right, coming up, uh, we got a commander's injury update. Practice is over. We'll let you know who was in, who was out. And... uh, one little extra one that we weren't expecting. We'll talk Sounds about like that bad next news. here on the Team 980. News, it is uh, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson, Doc Walker, Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. So Anthony Handy is, uh, she stepped in here. So Anthony's uh, the producer on the Hoffman Show. Anthony, what do you guys have coming up at 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock, we have a couple of guests. We have Kedra Ghostin uh, joining us. Uh, We have a Giants beat reporter joining us. And then we have a soccer guy, Sebastian. Can't remember his last name. Salazar. Yes, sir. Yes, from ESPN. Yes, I know Sebastian well. That's a good good pull for you guys today. We try. We try. We're trying to be like you guys, man. (laughs) All the big names. Well, you know, listen, (laughs) you you can't just do football. You guys have to do everything. You know, we just have to do. We're just carrying the football load along here. You guys are doing everything. All right. Well, I don't know where Doc is, but um, you know. Oh, you didn't hear? What's that? I beat him up. And, uh, <laughs> he's in the bathroom, you know, cleaning himself up right now. I'm so. just looking forward to him walking in and seeing you sitting here. Is going to be the funniest part. I think you... it's round two. He might win round two. He might win round two. You think so? Um, you want to hear Commander's injuries from today? Yes, sir. You're gonna like. You're not gonna like this. Oh um, man. You don't. You know, Kirk used to ask, "Do you like that?" No, I don't. Antonio Gibson was out today with a foot injury. 
Uh, so Benjamin St. Juice remains out with an ankle. Dax Milne's still out. Uh, Trey Turner, they're calling it a knee and an ankle injury now. Also a DNP. Chase Young and Logan Thomas were limited. Good gracious. Yes, yes. That's brutal. Uh, yeah. Well, so Ron talking about possibly moving Sam down to Sam Cosby to guard, I mean, which I like. They've I been like talking it. about it you yeah. know, all season. You know, the beat reported whether or not mm-hmm. he's a – a tackle or a guard and whether right. he can excel there. So I think it's um something that could be, you know, good for the uh, the offensive line being able to get your five best offensive linemen out on the field all We saw I think it was a preseason game, the second one, yeah, second one, against the Chiefs. They they ran it for a while. They ran with that group of five with uh, him playing guard. So we'll see. I think it's um I think it could be good for him. But I think that Antonio Gibson. Injury, that's a big deal. That's the biggest one. Is it your kickoff returner? Although, again, they brought up um, the kid last week from Eric, Erickson, Dixon. Alex Erickson, yeah. who does both. Uh, has done a lot in his career. But you lose a lot in the passing game, coming out of the backfield as well. But I do like Jonathan Williams. And I'm always stumping for him to get more action. So <laughs> I think Brian You'd have Robinson. two battering rams with him and Robinson. Yeah, but also I, I think we undersell or you know overlook – Robinson's ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. You're right. Maybe it's bit. not a lot that um, you know he gets um, opportunities for, but he's very much capable. And he, his touchdown last week yeah. was actually out of the back, the backfield. Yeah. yeah, I mean he just doesn't run the routes the way Gibson does. You know, he's not as creative a route runner as Gibson is, who was the former wideout. You know, he's not that kind. You have got to be kidding me. Young Anthony Haney was keeping your seat warm. That's just as bad as having that young, other young kid, <laughs> Willingham. I mean, what? We're going to have a whole segment on that damn vending machine. I'm I'm telling you, that's talking about an annoyance. Does it work as well as the phones? Well, yeah, it's better than the phone. I got to give him that. Yeah. Uh, Gibson mispracticed. I was just talking to uh, young Haney about this. Yeah. Foot, St. Jude's. He's sitting here and- he know he's supposed to have a high chair. He's sitting in here in the adult chair like he. I, just, I looked over there. I, I could not believe myself. What is it with these young kids? You know, I do admire them because yeah. they're fearless. Yeah. They're fearless. Can you imagine him sitting at a grown folks table? I mean, it's unbelievable to me. Uh, it's funny. Wow. Okay. So St. Juice, Milne, Trey Turner uh, out. As well as Gibson and Chase Young and Tyler Lawson. Oh, I, I missed now that. You got my attention. Now I think this See, is. You just never said to, that. Now I just seeing it now. Tyler Lawson, Larson, and Larson. Logan Thomas limited. So those three guys were limited. Mm-hmm. Limited. Okay. But I did get. Don't I get swipes? I get one of my one of my piglets yeah. back. Yeah. His was well, clock started, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that means he'll play this week. I imagine it'll be after the bye. But I'll tell you why. Because there was a young man over there. In New York, to, did his work at the University of Southern California, and he's no joke at defense. Leonard attack. Williams. Leonard Williams yes, is a really grown good. ass man. Yeah, you're right. And and they've got another uh, guy over there. It's almost like our division mimics itself, sure. or mirrors itself rather. Right, right. We're stout. Where most people are weak. In most divisions, you go around and look at it. You won't find tandems where the tackles are exceptional. Our division, the tackles are exceptional. You know, there's one stud sure. and a star or two. We're holding two now. When you can hold two, 
I gave a reference that you won't remember you weren't born. Right. But Merlin Olson and Father Roosevelt Murphy. Roosevelt <laughs> Greer. He's Father Murphy to me. He played <laughs> played with the fearsome foursome. Now the ends got all the credit, Lamar Lundy and the great Deacon Jones. Right. But when you're inside guys or like the purple people leaders back in the day, when I go through, there were only four or five teams that had nicknames. The Steel Curtain, Doomsday, Purple People Eaters. That was that was like a, a wireless device back in the 50s and 60s. You had to earn that. And what how they earned it, the in when you got tackles like we have, you that's the championship. That's the key mark key to having a championship. Team is having being stout at that position. Yeah, so that's uh, it's going to be a little dicey if you don't have Larson, but we'll see. Uh, we've got another day before they need to make any real designations. We we'll have two more days. I mean, it's a quick trip up to New York, see what they do, but that's not exactly the way you want to kick off the week. I was hoping this team would be a little healthier going into the bye. Here's the other problem: if he's marginal, yes, then he's I hold him out, sure, because I got to buy. So that's the other thing. You, this is so pivotal. If you can get a few people to sneak them beyond this, like Chase Young, sure, it gives you a chance to make them because the, when they come back, it's burn and churn. It, it's it's no excuses. It's grown ass man's football from that point forward. So Nick Martin would obviously have to start if Larson is out this week. Mm-hmm. All right, um, coming up in the next hour, we're going to hear from Jack Del Rio. He wrapped up a little while ago. We'll see what he's got to say about his defense. I'm sure he has a lot of detail about the game plan. <laughs> think he'd be as talkative as he was last week. <laughs> actually, he's 12 minutes, so he's actually that's for him is a high really? number. Okay, a high number. Okay, a high number. I just like it when people come in late and ask the same question twice. Oh, it's always man. my favorite part. That just burns him up. I mean, he's like. Well, yeah, I love that. I've already discussed that. this, but you weren't in here. So mm-hmm. uh, so we'll get to that coming up as well. And uh, some more phone calls in the final hour, 301-230-0980. Do you feel like Doc does that the Giants-Washington matchups flat. lack lack, flat. lack in the pizzazz the other ones do? Um, as a fan, you know, as a fan, maybe not. Maybe you live this next door to some obnoxious upstate yeah, I, New Yorker, I could be completely off, which is this. possible. Like was, my yeah. my um my in laws, some of my in laws have moved to North Jersey, but they're Eagles fans, so they're around Giants fans, and they absolutely hate the Giants more than anything because that's what they see. That's a coverage, obviously, where they live is mostly Giants. They have to get. Direct TV in order to see the Eagles, so they really like they talk <laughs> oh to me. God, about the, they really hate them. Yeah, man. so they talk to me about the Giants the way we talk about the Cowboys fans in our lives, you know, right? That are up here, but like it makes sense geographically that you would have overlap up there, but it really makes zero sense here why we have so many Cowboy fans. But that's a whole. But you know thing. why? You know why? Oh, you know, they're the rebels and the group, and yeah, yeah, I get it. they I get like it. It's yeah. attention. It's attention seeking. It's yeah. the smartest thing you could ever do. Sure, come somewhere and put that hat on with a star. Yeah, and all of a sudden you go from being nobody or nothing to something where everybody wants to know why. True, you know, yeah, and you- if you're talented enough, you can spin it into a career. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that part of it, but yeah, well, we'll get to the lacking. 
or maybe it's not for you. Maybe again, it's everybody's got their own different feelings about it. It's usually based on some jerk you live next door to, <laughs> or or some friend of yours from high school, or, yeah. or maybe your family, your in laws. I mean, like the Eagles thing was up on my radar early because of marriage. Right. For some people at that point, the Eagles weren't that relevant. But for me, like you know, mid nineties, and Scott Lynn, it was huge. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I got to live with these people. And back then, they had nothing to brag about. You know. And it no. was great. It was a great run for me for, you know, 20 plus years. Because we could disrespect them. Yes, absolutely. You're not even in the club. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? We yeah. made them yeah. squat. Yes. Yeah. You know, and uh, I have two neighbors, three neighbors. I got three eagle banners or flags that come out in my neighborhood. And, you know, after 20 years, it's been a lot of fun. Now the rabbit has a gun. It's just a whole <laughs> different thing. <laughs> and that's the difference in it. We've gone from being King Kong to Mickey Mouse. Yeah. You know, and that's a tough transition to go through. And now we got a chance. We're breathing a little bit and we're swollen, swelling up. And I don't want to let this go. Can you imagine us going backwards from this? It'd I be can't. painful. Yeah, they can't. No, I can't. You can't have any, can't. Can't have any setbacks no, uh, no, no, from no, here no. on out. No, 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 no. Uh, Scott Turner a few minutes ago did say Antonio Gibson, as of right now, he'll be all right. Uh, said they had a plan for him. They think he'll be all right. So there you go. He's probably going to get fined for saying that, but anyway. Yeah, but with Williams, you know, we can survive that. I like – well, you'd have two battering rams. Yeah. I mean, you'd be like – Oh, man, yeah. it'd be – Yeah, meat tenderizer. It'd be, it'd be, All get to calls coming up in the next hour on uh, the Giants. Where do they rate for you in terms of hate of the NFC East opponents? Maybe maybe got them up higher. We, we, we got them at three on this show. Maybe you're, maybe you're feeling more passionate about that. Plus, we'll hear from – uh, the defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, in the next hour here on the Team 98 Burgundy Gold today, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.